0: Hello? 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 Hello?
1: Hello? 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 Rethink. Rethink. Reimagine. Reimagine. Okay. Okay. Okay, America. Okay, America, let's rethink and reimagine. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Demba. Our world is suddenly rich with dialogue, everyone is trying to figure it all out. With pandemic, I guess, comes introspection. It's kind of crazy in a good way, I suspect. It's really only in the last 30 years has our culture made room for the possibility that getting professional emotional and mental health assistance doesn't actually mean you're crazy. I remember the first episode of The Sopranos in the 1990s when Tony Soprano, the emerging New Jersey mob boss was in a psychiatrist's office for his first therapy session following an anxiety attack. Unheard of on many levels. I started my career in 1979, believe it or not, 41 years ago. Then you really needed to have a master's degree in any kind of related mental health field or a doctorate in those fields with specific training that allowed you to work with people with emotional issues, with emotional problems. As the 70s went on and into the 80s, licensure followed. You see, there's a difference to me between therapy, counseling, and coaching. The distinction for the professional is where are you placing your focus? One, on the core origins of an internal dysfunction. Two, on the patterns of thinking and decision-making that leads to difficulties And three, the strategies created to approach improvement in one's life. I think you can figure out quickly which paradigm goes with which modality. And all of them are necessary and relevant, given the purpose and the need. But lately, for me, this online dialogue, people constantly communicating through every portal imaginable, I'm struck by the number of people who give their advice, and who call themselves life coaches. This is true. So a few days ago, since uh, being in lockdown and COVID, Linda and I and our extended family from our respective homes, we found this show on the game show channel called America Says. And it's essentially a G-rated version of the family feud. By the way, have you noticed (laughs) our cheesy family feud? It's really gotten quite... Are rated Anyway, on this particular episode of America Says, each team of contestants, four people on each team, they give themselves a name. So this episode was the junk food lovers versus the life coaches. And this is really, really true, knowing we were actually having this conversation today. So the life coaches weren't four licensed professionals; they were four suburban housewives. Wow! Who each took an online class together, got certified, feel enlightened, and are spreading the word around the world. That is the new life coach. I believe in my heart of hearts that it is much better that we talk to one another. We see clarity and understanding, and I applaud everyone and anyone who feels the need to seek and to share. My question is, why is everyone suddenly a life coach, and is that dangerous? So let me bring in my co-hosts as usual, Juliette Lamar, brilliant, TV personality, actress, artist, trying to solve the world's problems one microstep at a time, and Dr. B. Thomas, the force, Air Force vet, former federal police officer college professor and CEO of a cannabis company. Welcome to the conversation about life coaches, guys.
0: Hey, I'm here for it. I'm here you- to talk about it.
1: You have I'm to- glad you're here to talk about it.
0: I think Juliet has something to say. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's been watching me literally pull my hair around while
1: we're <laughs> doing the intro. So, so why is everybody a life coach and, and is that dangerous?
0: I think it's very dangerous. Okay. I don't okay. I gotta I gotta like hone in my anger here. All right, so the life coaching industry estimated in twenty twenty to be it's going to be a fifteen billion with a B dollar industry wow. worldwide soon. People wow. are making money hand over fist. Wow! And it's like, are you really providing value? And they say they are. They say, oh, my clients, my clients, and I think some of them could probably prove it. But how much of that is actually because of the life coach or because? A large percentage of people works hard towards their dreams and just needs a little encouragement. And do they need to pay for that? Probably not. I mean, they charge outrageous prices for these things. When you ask about their credentials, they took an online course, or you know, they know how to do breath work, or like you know, they have some sort of thing that I look at and do not see any type of true, true training for it. Plus, all these people are like mid-30s, not all, but a lot of them are mid-30s and younger. Not saying you can't be a very intuitive, intelligent being who's younger, I just feel like you would get a lot more having that breath of experience. So I don't know, I think it's dangerous, and I'm, I'm here to talk about it.
1: <laughs> Lee, what do you think?
0: Yeah, you know, I I could
2: totally see why Juliet is fired up about it. I think it's so funny that she mentioned breath
0: work. <laughs> It just happened to me. Someone was like, you need breath work. Take my class. It's $1,000 for four sessions. And I was like, get the f- out. <laughs> and it's
2: funny because I had no idea that it was a multi-billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. like you were saying. So those statistics are very interesting to me. Now, I haven't had an influx of life coaches on my timeline. I already had crazy woo-woo life coach people on my timeline prior to, but you know, just like any industry that's popular, you're going to have a large amount of people who attempt to get in that space, especially with life coaching, because it seems to me like it would be a low barrier to entry. Like it doesn't really take a lot to become a life coach. I mean, you could, anybody could say they're a life coach, but that doesn't mean that they have the credentials or the experience or the time. doesn't mean they're professional. You know,
1: so well, let's put it into perspective. Yeah.
0: Tell us what a life coach is, Dr.
1: Phil. Tell us, you know. Well, just just in terms of, of sort of a journey in the evolution of an industry. In 1970, an MSW was a caseworker for the poor. It was a poverty-driven, that's what you were trained to do. You work for the state or the federal government. And then people started wanting to take classes, and it was just classes and being a therapist. Mm -hmm. So as long as you got certified, similar to the certification of a life coach, you could start doing therapy. While you weren't insuranceable, which you are now, because you have to be licensed, there was no criteria yet for whether or not you had a 1,000 hours or 3,000 hours of supervision and all of those things. And so if you intersect. So I was that 30-year-old person in 1980 that you wouldn't have gone seen, (laughs) right? Because I had an ACSW before I had my LCSW because there was no such thing as an LCSW. Now, I believe that there are like 10 different governing bodies in the life coaching world, and eventually there's going to be one, maybe two, just in the same dynamic. When I watch this, 41 years, I've seen thousands of people. And giving my opinion is different than giving advice.
0: Mm-hmm. And giving
1: advice to me is different than coaching somebody strategically to a new journey. Mm-hmm. So when you go to those courses that people are taking, these online, I have no problem with that because some of it's amazing stuff that we should all really embrace, You know, uh, the laws of abundance and all of that. What bothers me is the lack of integrity or the danger around honoring who the client is, Mm -hmm. like understanding in a lot of ways who you mean to them, because it was profound for me when I would recognize that I was a voice around somebody's dinner table. Right, that Dr. Phil said to me today. Da, da 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 da. We've got to try. Da 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 da. Or when I moved this into working with performers and I, I, you know, high-level performing people, either in business or, you know, helping somebody get a Cy Young or an MVP, giving them a strategy that they were then going to take out on the pitching mound, mm-hmm. could have blown up on all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky it worked. But what if it didn't work? I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars of a person's career. Mm -hmm. So it's not just on the life-threatening side of all of that or the mental health side of that. So for me, it's always knowing the difference between therapy, counseling, and coaching. Mm -hmm. And then within that, if you're going to charge somebody, that is awesome. But your credentials need to follow. Your training needs to follow. But you better know what those people are doing with the information you're giving them. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to me in how I take on the responsibility of this podcast. When we all came back together and and met Dr. B and we're like, hey, we're going to do this. I feel the responsibility as I talk to you of the people listening to us. And you both are shaking your heads. And and yes, by the way. um, (laughs) but, But I think that's what resonates is that Maybe you haven't had that need to seek out that person, but think about the people who are seeking out people online to give them coaching mm-hmm. and what that actually looks like, because that's what's so overwhelming. If there's a multi billion dollar industry, that means there are enough people willing to spend billions of dollars at a hundred to three hundred dollars an hour, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, if you do the math and it's a lot of people getting advice regardless of of the criteria or the the credentials of the people. Does that make sense to you guys?
2: Yeah, it makes sense to me, and what I never understood was that why would you take advice from someone without like vetting them without mm-hmm. doing your research? You need to know their credentials, their background, the people they serve, their success rates, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you have to do your homework before you take advice from someone.
1: Yeah, but you know, just playing devil's advocate, the worst therapist I ever met was a Harvard graduate uh, MD. Mm -hmm. And the best class in psychology I ever took was a summer class I took at a community college. Mm -hmm. Right. It wasn't at the great four-year school that I got my degrees from. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes that's just bullshit.
2: Oh, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. That's why it's important yeah. to go and ask, talk to the clients. You need to talk to the people that actually receive the service because you're absolutely right. An accreditation here, a certificate there, it could just be a money pit, another scam, you know, to say I have right. this certification. It really means doesn't mean a damn thing. So That's why it's important to talk to the people that actually
0: sign up for the services before you give your money. Also, it's like intention. You know, I think the reason, and I could be totally off. This is just opinion, does not reflect the opinion of OK America podcast. <laughs> um, is that people do not typically want to be held responsible for their own decisions. They don't want right. to make their own decisions. It's freaking scary. There you go very scary. So you Mm -hmm. need to know, am I making this because I just need to have some support? And is that what I'm looking for? Or do I really have an intention? I've got a goal, and I just kind of need to filter through and get to that goal, right? Then you can seek out a very specific thing. But I think what's happening, at least what I see, is these people who join these groups and whatnot, they have no direction. They have no intention. They're just unhappy with the current situation, right? right? And so the problem that is causing their situation is not being addressed. All that's happening is that they're giving them this false... I'm going to say it false value, like not everyone is going to be great at this thing, at that thing. You have to hone in on your skills. And instead of being like, you can do anything you set your mind to, that's not helpful. <laughs> that's not a helpful well, thing. it's
1: dangerous, right? That's where the danger comes in, is when we empower people without knowing how to give them the skills necessary to be empowered.
0: And then we're just setting them back. So someone might be able to achieve exactly what they want to achieve, but without the actual steps and just spinning your wheels, you are wasting that person's life. I don't like to say time because time is life and you're wasting their life.
1: Yeah. Have you guys ever listened to Dr. Laura and her radio show? So Dr. Laura is is, is huge and I, I think she's her show's almost over, but for years, maybe 25 years, she was on the radio and she'd yell at people, right? So she's like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, you go home, you oh, yeah, go call right. your mother, and you tell your mother you're never talking to her again." <laughs> and it was like, we'd listen to it in the car, and Linda's like, "Isn't she great?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? I mean, this is so effing dangerous. It's just, yeah. But people love that. They love to be to find that person. But you know, the metaphor though is." Do you go to a gym and work out on your own, or is it better to hire somebody, know you have an appointment, go there? Is that what this is? Is this just people needing somebody to hold their hand so that they have the courage to get done what they need to get done?
0: It could be. Yeah, it could be. I love how they're changing it to mindset coach now. They're like, it's a mindset coach, and I'm like... <laughs> Those are just buzzwords. <laughs> Those are buzzwords because they're so
2: popular now. And I, I know it, it grates my gears in so many ways. I can totally understand. But really grates my gears are all the people who are in this the cannabis space. Every time I turn around, there's a right. new person in the cannabis space claiming to be an expert It's one thing to get into the cannabis space is another thing to claim to be an expert. And you just you just got here. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I agree with that. I think that is really important in any industry, right? Yeah. Is that Everybody's an expert and everybody wants to cash in and the intention isn't always pure. On that note, why don't we go to our commercial break, hear from our sponsors, come back and take up why all of a sudden is everybody a life coach? We'll be right back. In a world that's ever-changing and a future ever-uncertain, more than ever,
0: we're looking for ways to better our life, better our day, and redefine what it means to feel well. We at Kavanaugh Health, an Oklahoma-based, GMP and Kosher-certified manufacturer of hemp-derived ingredients and finished products, have had a core mission. All of us and each of us must redefine what it means to live well. Whether it's our tinctures, topical, or pet products, Kavana Health remains committed to the highest standards of production and packaging with the highest quality industrial hemp and a state of the art extraction lab. Come shop with us at www.kavanahealth.com or say hello on Facebook and Instagram at kavana.health. We are Kavana Health, redefining wellness.
1: Welcome back everybody. Why is everyone suddenly a life coach? We've been talking about this. Is this dangerous? Are we setting a dangerous precedent? Should people pay people who have only had certificates online? You know, where are we going with all of this and what is the need for everybody to get advice from everybody? Of course, we're here with Juliette Lamar and Dr. B. Thomas. We've been talking about this. You know, I think the buzzword that really speaks to me when you hear about the, and people should do this before they hire somebody, they should go look at what that training is and what the content of that, Mm -hmm. that training is. And a lot of it follows like Buddhism and some of the Eastern philosophies. But the question is, does your life coach have to live by what they preach? What do you guys think about that? Oh,
2: shit. Now, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, I, you know what? For me, if in order to be my life coach, yes, you, you need to practice what you preach because I want someone that's actually overcome the things that I would like to overcome. But you can't do that if you haven't actually overcame the things. What's the point? Right. You know. <laughs> so
1: Right. I think that's so true. And how you vet that out, though, is really, really difficult. How do you know that about that person? What is it that you know about that person?
0: It is so easy to fake success. It is incredibly easy. I mean, just look at just the problem we have with online bullying or or Instagram famous people where where we know this is not the reality, but they're portraying it in such a believable way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's bad. If they want to live in that fake reality, that's totally fine. But it's harder and harder to vet people because it is getting easier and easier to fake success to me. I think that life coaching, when done correctly, incredible tool and resource. Absolutely. I'm not against life coaching or mindset coaching. I'm just against the life coaches who are just painkillers right you might as well go get a drink at your bar with your friends get them around a round of booze and they can be your freaking life coaches like don't go get a life coach because you have you know your your energy is all over the place and you don't know where to direct it take some responsibility for it make up a plan and then seek out the exact right piece to your puzzle that can help you achieve that or else you're spinning your wheels and maybe you don't want it bad enough
1: wow well, <laughs> now that's a takeaway <laughs> That is crazy good. I, I I like that challenging people to do their homework. I love that, Julia. Oh yeah, that's
2: that's that's rich for sure. That
1: is rich. So, Doctor B, for you, what what is the takeaway on this that you would like our listeners to have?
2: I would say first of all, you need to distinguish the difference between a coach, a consultant, a mentor, mm-hmm. a counselor. You need to figure out the differences between these. Professions and then determine which one works best for you. I do believe that successful people have coaches, they have Mm -hmm. mentors in their lives. So it's best for you to determine which is best for you. When in doubt, you have to have the receipts. Receipts are everything. You must have testimonials. Like, what the hell? Before I give anyone my money, especially in this day and age, damn it, you better have some receipts. And of course, you have to use common sense and discernment. Like Juliet was saying, Like it's people fake all of the time, all of the time. And sometimes you have to watch people for a while before that other shoe drops, so to speak. So I definitely think it's important to really, like we're all saying here, do your homework. <laughs>
1: I think that's right. And for me, being in the field for 41 years, advising people, people probably longer than that. But I've always had an opinion. We all have opinions. And you have to know the difference between when you are advising people and when you're giving your opinion to people. And I think it's critically important to always feel the responsibility of the skills that you have regardless of the credentials that you have. And if you have the skills, get the credentials. And if you have the credentials, make sure you have your skills. And understand the role you're playing in somebody else's life who's listening. And know the difference between when you mean something to them or when they only mean something to you. And maybe, more importantly, make sure that the person you're talking to that they understand the difference, that that's part of it. So if you're going to become a life coach, do what you need to do to be really, really good at it. But if you're going to hire a life coach, I think my co-hosts are correct. You really need to know why you're doing it. Vet these people out. It's really critically important. But mostly the intention of finding a strategy to better your life. There's so many ways to do that. There's so many resources today beyond having to pay people to listen to you. But if you're going to pay somebody to listen to you and that's all you want them to do, then tell them that that's all you want them to do. I cannot tell you how many years there were times where I felt prostituting myself because I knew the person in front of me didn't really want to change. They were there because either somebody else told them I was good at it and it was kind of a cool thing to do, or they just wanted me to agree with them. Know the intention of what you are really there for. Before you find a life coach and before you become a life coach, I want to thank my two amazing co hosts, Dr. B. You can find her on social media at Dr. B. Speaks, Juliette Lamar, and her social media at Juliet.Lamar. And of course, our sponsor, Kavana Health, www.kavanahealth.com or at Kavana.Health. That's it for us, everybody. For Juliet, Dr. B., I'm Dr. Phil Dembo. Okay, America, rethink and reimagine. Bye. <laughs>